Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Today's episode is also brought to you by G-Site Solutions. G-Site Solutions is the number one dry fire laser training system. With the best variety of targets from tactical to game strategy, you download and activate the free app to your iPhone or Android. The Elms Plus laser cartridge is the only laser cartridge in the world with replaceable rubber strike pads. This allows you unlimited shots. You can work on your trigger press, your sight picture, your grip, your stance, and your breathing, all in the comfort of your own home while tracking how your accuracy improves. Look, repetition is the mother of skill. And as a former hunter education instructor and certified NRA pistol and range safety officer, I know the importance of consistent training to stay proficient and safe. G-Site Solutions Dry Fire Laser Training System does just that without going to the range and using up expensive ammunition. Head over to g-site.com and check out all their available products. And tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and ice down a cooler, I drive that old back road until it ends. At the rope and We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. Twenty thousand dollar horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have my guest on today. Uh, a lot of you know, I mean, I'm a fitness fanatic. Uh, I was obviously in healthcare for a lot of years, and I've endured my uh, share of health issues here, uh, particularly of late. Uh, you know, when you get my age, uh, things start to catch up with you. But uh, I have Kelly Altschweiger on, and she is... Uh, well, I'll, let me just say she is the Western workout woman. Um, I saw her on on Instagram, like I see a lot of people, and I, I noticed that she ha- her her she has a really good following on Instagram. And I noticed that it didn't take her that long to get that big of a following. I think she started maybe in two thousand in two thousand twenty. But anyway, we got her on today to to talk to us about what she does in in her business or program, and I'm super excited. So, Kelly, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So now I, I know that you recently were in Montana or going to Montana, but do you, do you live in Montana? Or you live in Texas? No, 
No, I'm in Northern Colorado. Um, a very good friend of mine, one of my closest friends, uh, spent the last two years creating the very first hundred mile ultra race through the crazy mountain range. And two years ago, when she had this idea, she texted me and I told her, I'm like, you have to do it. What's, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And she's, you know, had permits from the forest service and access from private landowners. I mean, she left no stone unturned. And I said, if you make it happen, I will be there for as long as you need me to support it. So it's, uh, it was an amazing, amazing race, amazing experience, incredible athletes, just a whole different version of athlete for sure. But uh, I hauled my oldest son up there with me and we ran the last aid station and ran her trailer around from start to finish. Cause it, you know, it's an hour and a half difference and right. just did what we could. How now? So it, it's a hundred miles. Yeah. hundred miles. And, and uh, across all types of terrain. You name it. She, uh, the very first day we were there, she sent my son and I up to flag a, portion of the trail and it was through this giant scree field on the side of a cliff um they are going through uh you know forest service roads trails scree fields over mountain passes through meadows um through some private ground parts that there is absolutely no trail and you're just following markers i mean if if it can be there terrain wise she covered all the bases that's crazy now what what's it called again is, is this going to be an annual thing Yes. Yeah. So crazy mountain ultra or crazy mountain 100. You can find them on Instagram. Um, her personal Instagram is Dahan underscore ranch. Okay. But we finished up the last day, packed everything up, went to her house. I was going to help her unload. They, uh, they're, they're ranchers in the Bozeman Valley. And, uh, we pulled the trailers in and, uh, went to go build a fence and move cows. I mean, she never stops, but she's kind of a great example of, you know, what Western workouts is about and how it can benefit a person to go from something like that to right back into the, you know, the ranching uh, demands and never stop. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, how many participants did they have? I don't, don't quote me. I know my numbers are going to be off by a few, but I believe 139 people registered, 131 showed up to the sign in and started and then I believe 70 some finished. Man, that, that's that's still a pretty high percentage to finish. That's right. That's what I thought. I mean, especially for you know, something like this. And I, I gave her a lot of credit because she she didn't sugarcoat anything. And right. she said, you know, I'm not dare you, but because uh, this is a mountain race, not just a trail race, these are things you need to be prepared for. And I think it still surprised a good handful of people. Yeah, yeah, I bet. You know, it, it's interesting. <clears throat> I've never uh liked running at all in my life and i've never been good at running and my cardio has always been my my least favorite thing but on, on a side note a lot of people know that i got covid real bad uh last um thanksgiving and anyway I, I mean i was in the hospital 15 days i almost died but anyway that being said uh when i got out of there you know I, I i came home and i had oxygen so then you know knowing what i know about oxygen therapy and stuff i just started studying more so i i i just I've just kept the unit and I just kept doing oxygen therapy and I, and I was just doing it constantly, constantly. My cardio has never been better in my life, which is crazy. I mean, my wife can't believe it either, but anyway, that's, that's one side note. So, uh, you know, with, with other issues with like arthritis and problems with my feet, I, I I've, I've been considering doing something, you know, cause my wife's ran marathons before I never have, I mean, I never wanted to, but now I've kind of got, when you can't run or when something happens to you, you, you think back, you go, you know, 
Yeah. Man, you need you need to be doing what you can do while you can do it. Yeah. And uh and and so I don't know, you may see me on some little short path jumper one of these days. Hey, but hey, absolutely. You need any ad- advice in the training process, give me a shout. I uh I absolutely love that. And I honestly I was never a runner. I was a sprinter um through school when I was young. And it was this friend of mine, Megan, years ago. We met, we were both on the pro staff for a women's hunting clothing company and kind of befriended each other. And she said, you know, you should sign up for the Bridger Ridge race. It's like a 20 mile mountain race in on the Bridger Ridge of Montana. And yes. I was like, I don't run. Like I strength train. I don't run maybe a 5k. And she's like, no, you'll be fine. And she told me no one gets in there first year. Cause it's a lottery. So if you enter, you know, this year, it'll just help you for the second year. <laughs> Great. And then of course I get in. So I have right. like two like get my life together and figure out how I'm not going to die. And, uh, and then I was hooked. I mean, I'm a mediocre runner at best, but it's, I think it's the challenge and being outdoors. It's a whole lot different than trying to do that on a track or a treadmill. You know, I think those, those longer mountain races, it's half hiking, like power hiking, half running. So it's a little more, a little more of my speed. Right now, now what, what got you interested in fitness? Let's, you know, and, and, and then what, you know, what led up to you, uh, you know, starting your, your company that you have and, 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 and tell us what all you do with Western workouts. So, um, I've been an athlete my entire life, always involved in sports, showing horses, starting Colts, all of that. And, uh, I was an assistant trainer at Schwarzenberger equine in Longmont. It's a reigning facility. And I was eight months pregnant with my second son. And I was loping around one day and I was like, man, you know, and they, they were so amazing to me. Like, well, bring your kids down. We raised our kids doing this. You'll be fine. But I felt like I wasn't giving them, you know, the quality of work I should have. And I wasn't giving my other kid and my soon to be kid, right? you know, that they deserved. I'm like, I need to do something different. And it was while I was there, I was noticing, you know, these people are investing hundreds of thousands of dollars into their horses, their tack, their vet care, their farrier bill you name it, but they weren't investing an ounce of time or money into themselves. So they'd have these amazing athletic courses and then struggle to keep up with them or struggle to stay balanced or struggle to cue effectively. And I thought, you know what? The English world has quite a bit of, you know, like yoga for dressage riders. The Western world doesn't. I could bridge that gap. I know I can do that. Um, so went back to school, got all my, um, I guess all my degrees for nutrition and our exercise science. And then obviously, you know, you, you get your personal trainer certification, which we all know is kind of eh, as right, is, but, right. but you have it, right. Right. And, um, and I started, you know, training people in person. And then really I spent a long time applying everything to myself. You know, we, we own a small horse property in Northern Colorado. We're always starting Colts, um, mountain horses, performance horses, our horses kind of are forced to do it all. Right. So, I got to make a lot of those applications to myself before ever applying it to another person. Um, and as riders, we riders, whether you, you know, you cowboy, you ride performance horses, you ranch, we think of what we do as being physical enough, but we don't realize we strain more than we strengthen right. in those day-to-day tasks and demands. And if you can just invest 20, 30 minutes of time into yourself it really just skyrockets everything else you do. The aches and pains are reduced. The performance is increased. You know, your horse feels a fly land on it. 
it's going to feel every imbalance you have, every miscue, every poor timing. It, it's there. And it's, you know, they're always trying to read us in return. And some horses just say, screw it. And, you know, a lot of times we're blaming our horse for things we're doing. So it really yeah. was that gap. You know, if you think of especially like in the cutting, raining cow horse world, it's a lot of big maneuvers. Yeah. And you struggle to stay upright or when their horse goes to spin, they jump out because they start to squeeze when they don't feel like they have good balance to sit in the middle. And it's really taking on fitness from a whole different perspective and applying it from what, what do we need as a rider? What do we need as someone who physically has to do so much work every day, whether that's, you know, bucking hay bales, unloading and loading grain, those things that we always do because you always get a job done but things that we could be doing better. So we're stronger, healthier, happier, less aches and pains. Right. Uh, that was kind of the, the goal behind it. And then I, I'm just blessed, you know, I was, again, I was raised um, in sports and also showing horses and starting Colts. So I, I had some really great contacts out here and they got me hooked up with horse and rider magazine and on demand, and then the national reigning horse association. So I've been writing for those publications for since 2015 okay uh, and that helped gain traction because right. when this all started it was convincing people that it was important right what i really am loving i think in the last three maybe four years we've kind of passed that bump in the road people don't need to be convinced that their fitness and their health matter they're getting it they're getting why it's important right. so now it's just showing them you know, different strategies, different exercise uh, modalities that benefit them, not right. the cookie plans you see on social media, not the cookie cutter coaching, but that tell me what your life entails. Tell me every in and out of what you have going on and then let's create a plan for you. Right. So that's kind of how Western Workouts was born. Um, and it's everything from customized programming to nutrition coaching there's always mindset coaching involved because I mean, that's where everything begins. Your body can do what the mind tells it. You just have to convince your mind you're capable. Right. You know, to, to go back to something you said earlier, uh, you know, people blaming their horses, this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. And, 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 you know, I, I may piss a, a couple guys off, but that's okay. They'll think about it real hard and maybe make an adjustment. Um, you know, like when you are out of shape, there's, there's nothing I hate worse than seeing a super big guy riding a small horse and then watch him over and under him and whip him because he didn't do something right. And the guy can barely get his dally on his horn because his gut's hitting it. Um, now, uh, in saying all that, you know, not that I was always the best horseman, but as I got older, I just realized how much it, how important it was. I mean, the horses want to do everything for us. And it's critically important that, you know, we are in shape and, and we are fit because we're asking our horses to be athletes, you know, in the roping arena. Well, that's all I do is rope. But, um, you know, the, 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 the thing is, is that, uh, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to, uh, oh gosh, I was going somewhere with that and I kind of forgot where I was going, but, um, it, it is, it is so important and, and just getting people to understand, you know, that, uh, how important your health is. Like when I first started working out when I was young, it was all about ego and all about, you know, my vanity and everything else. And I want to look, you know, I want to look like this person. I want to look like that. And, then at one point in my life, I realized, well, you know, your, your upper body's kind of built like a chimpanzee and your lower body's kind of built like a bullfrog. So, you know, you got to work with what you got, you know? Um, and, and so, and then also you get older and you start, like you said, have aches and pains, you have problems and things come up and 
a lot of people listen to my podcast know I've, I've, I've had a myriad of, you know, problems with uh, genetic disorders and stuff, which has caused, you know, a lot of things. So now my training is all, you know, focused towards health and fitness and, and yeah. you know, and, and function and being able to perform a, as good as I can. And I'm kind of saying all that to lead to you talk about, you know, people becoming more aware of staying fit and stuff. You know, I got this idea a while back, well, about three, four years ago, and I created a protein line called the Cowboy Way. And I thought it was the greatest idea in the world, you know, Cowboy Way, W-H-E-Y. Anyway, it, you know, yeah, yeah. So it it, it was great. It, it, you know, it was, it, it was, uh, you know, I mean, I, I sold it and it was good, but, you know, it never really caught on. And in, and in dealing in the, in the Western world with, uh, you know, things like that, uh, like nutrition and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what you're, what you found, but I've just found that in the Western world, and I know this because one of the guys I worked, uh, that I worked a little bit with, they, they, they're a very large company. They produce six different brands worldwide, um, major, you know, supplement brands. And they even tried to, you know, focus on the equine Western world with a yeah. supplement and it didn't work. Mine didn't really work either. Uh, and, I, and maybe that's just because, I didn't market it right or whatever, you know, and, and, and like you say, you know, you got to catch the right kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, just kind of the kind of the right little thing that'll shoot you forward, like you riding for horse and rider, or whatever that gives you exposure and whatever. Yeah, but uh, anyway, in, in, in terms of like supplements and that kind of stuff, what do you, I mean, I know that you have a common sense approach to, to uh, fitness and stuff. And, and, and again, I'm going to address that kind of the, the Instagram, you know, uh, cookie cutter, trainers and, oh. and, and, and the, you can yeah. only do this one way and all that stuff here for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, in terms of like supplements and that, what, yeah. what, you know, what, what do, what do you use and what do you, you know, what works for you and what do you that's, recommend? That's a great question. I'm, I'm pretty much a minimalist when it comes to supplements. The word itself tells you it is not your end all be all. It is to supplement what you're not getting from your daily intake or the foods you prefer to eat. So when it comes to nutrition and, and another, I guess, advantage I know I have is growing up in agriculture and now bringing this nutrition in, um, you know, the, the labels, the marketing. I mean, people are great at marketing, whether it's supplements or food, you know, the, hey, this is gluten-free. It's always gluten-free. Like there's no point in having that on there, but people will pay more for it. So right. marketing is tricky and I, um, and supplements are no different. And so I think a lot of people, especially in our lifestyle, look at supplements and think, well, I don't need that. That's for a bodybuilder. Right. And you don't understand that, that that's not that's not how that works. That's not the connection whatsoever. So I am a big believer in, you know, a multivitamin, D3, fish oil. Those are just helpful things. And then from there, creatine. It's the most researched supplement out there. And I tell a lot of my clients, even if they don't spend a lot of time strength training, but their lives are physically demanding, utilize that creatine. It, it helps, you know, speed up re the recovery process and put mm -hmm. energy back in your muscles. There's just so many benefits, you know, and it's not just for guys or just, you know, there's so many weird stigmas behind supplements. Well, right. I thought, um, so I really like getting to share just the facts, the no bullshit, cut and dry facts of don't shoot yourself in the foot when you have all of these things at your fingertips. Right. Protein powder, I tell everyone to keep it on hand. You know, you might not have to use it every single day, and you don't need to drink a protein shake after every workout for it to count or matter. You can eat food. It works. Um, but it's great to have on hand for the last minute on the go. You know, grab it, with, mix it with some water or milk, and grab an apple as you leave the house. Or the end of the day, 
you know, the one macro most of us are shy on is protein because mm -hmm. carbs and fats are readily available in all of our processed foods where protein isn't so much. So having that protein powder on hand, the end of the night, you're low, mix up a shake and it, you know, it gives you an extra boost, but it's using, using these supplements to work for you and not using them in a way that you feel restricted to these limitations that I think society, oddly enough, puts in your head through people sharing just garbage information. And it's everywhere. I, I can't imagine having to navigate that without a little guidance. So my biggest goal, nutrition and fitness wise, and even the mindset end is, is the cut and dry, the no bullshit, the I'm not here to you know, add any fluff or magic, you know, wave a magic wand. I'm, I'm here to help you be successful. Right. And when it comes to supplements, use what you need for you. I don't care what the next person is doing. I don't care what the person next to them is doing based off of your needs. What do you need to use? Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important too, to, to, you know, to have uh, a coach or some third party helping from mm -hmm. the outside. I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, I was a chiropractor for years. I mean, I studied the human body. I mean, I've treated people. I'm yeah. one of the biggest things I saw over all the years I was in practice and, and seeing patients was a, a lot of people that just don't want to do what you ask them to do. It's simple <laughs> things, you know, that can help, you know, whatever it may be, stabilize your core, strengthen your low back, you know, in, 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 invariably they come in and, and then you'll see them again, you know, several months later. Well, did you do that? Oh, uh, no, you know, I never did. And, and so it, it, again, like it comes back down to your mindset, which kind of leads me to the, uh, one of the posts I saw you had. And it was, it was hilarious to me because I've, I've been that person. Uh, you're, you were sitting on a couch and you had a bag of Doritos, which, Hap Nacho Doritos happens to be one of my favorite things. And I've got a little story about that that I may or may not tell you, but and and peanut butter at night, too. But you said, you know, you know, what do, what do you got to do when you because one of my problems is at night I'll get really hungry. And, yeah. and and I don't know, you know, I sometimes I, say, I don't know why. Why am I craving to just go over there and eat something? My wife's like, you know, get out of the refrigerator. But anyway, it's one of the things you said was, you know, just turn off the TV, you know, and go to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Most people don't understand how important sleep is. It's our recovery. Like that's our time for our brain and our bodies to recover. And when we don't get adequate sleep, our stress hormones just continue on that rise and we hold more water and we have more aches and pains and our performance lags. And it also messes with our hunger hormones, with our ghrelin and our leptin. So it, we wake up thinking that we're starving. We spend the day thinking we're starving. No, we're just tired as shit. Right. And you need to go to bed. Right. If it's midnight, nothing but watching TV for no good reason than watching TV and you get, you know, the snacky cravings, Right. shut your TV, go to bed. You can't eat a bag of Doritos if you're sleeping. I mean, most people, I have, right. I always have to add the disclaimer most because you know, someone will, yeah. will show up with a comment. Right. Well, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it, all the years I've been working out and I started when I was 19 and, and, you know, I've done all the crazy things. I, when I was really young, cause my biggest thing was wanting to gain weight and gain muscle. And I'd set my alarm and get up at two in the morning and drink a protein drink, you know? Yep. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a constant thing you have to work at. And, uh, yep. like we were talking earlier, my, my wife's in North Carolina right now. She's been back there for about a week and a half. And, but I, I was just doing this this thing when she left. It was like going to be alone time and I was going to work on certain things because she always tells me, do you watch too much TV sometimes? And I'm like, I don't watch too much TV. I get stuff done when I'm watching TV because I'll <laughs> like work when I've got Netflix on or whatever. So I made this thing where I have not watched TV since she's gone, except for I watched two movies that were rewards. And uh, and then I've just been, you know, like in the word, reading the Bible, doing some things and doing other things. And it's amazing how we can tell ourselves stories. We think we're doing something 
But we are just justifying it within ourselves because we want to make ourselves happy. And uh, anyway, to your point is it's so true. And that's, again, that's why we need, you know, someone from the outside to sometimes, you know, say, Hey, look, you know, you're not really doing what you think you're doing. You know, I have a a good friend of mine uh, who's helped me with a lot of like just my business strategy and marketing. And she came up with the phrase when I very first started coaching, I was explaining to her, you know, what, what I'm passionate about, what matters to me, the self-belief I want others to have all of these things, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And then I'm not going to waste your time. And I'm sure not going to waste my time. I want every single person I work with, whether I've had clients for six years because the accountability alone is beneficial. I've had six months and they're like, I have the tools I need. And that's my goal. You know, there's no right or wrong in length of time, but I want every single person I work with to leave with tools and knowledge and confidence and decision making and and gain that. And so she called it savage encouragement. She's like, you know, you're the biggest hype girl, but there is no fluff. There is no being nice to, you know, I'm I'm not going to belittle someone. I'm not going to talk. But by all means, that loving kick in the ass, it's important. And it's. I care enough about the well-being of my clients and their success that and it is. It's sometimes having that person that you respect and that you know cares about you say those things and you're like, oh man, I yeah. have been doing I've been making excuse after excuse. And like you said, calling it, you know, we don't see it as excuses when we do it. We see it, it's justification. Right. But it's it all comes down to an excuse. Are you happy? You're not happy. So what needs to change? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or you're not getting the result that, that yeah. you, that you want, you know? Um, and I think what's funny, uh, you know, just because I've, I've had so many, I hate to even call them health challenges. Cause I, it, it makes me, I feel like it makes me sound weak, but I, I've gone through these things, uh, that, uh, you know, and it affects your body. And so yeah. it, it it's, then you really look at it. You're like, okay, what am I really doing? Like since COVID, I mean, I'm in, I'm in even a lot better shape now. Uh, and I just, I had neck surgery, five weeks ago, you know, I, I have a cervical disc. That's another long story, but now I got a plate and four screws in my neck, but it, it helped me tremendously. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's, you can, you can see things and you're not getting a change. And when that's happening, it's like, okay, well, you're not doing something right. You got to change something. And, uh, and, and then when you do, when you, when the light finally comes on, you know, you'll start to get the result for you. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not going to look like, you know, some of these guys on the, uh, you know, Instagram, but, uh, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's not genetically possible, but every one of us, when we work out, we all feel like we're King Kong. Once we get the dopamine and everything going, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know what it does for us. I have not met a single person who does not feel better after their workout, no matter how badly they didn't want to do it. It just doesn't happen. Right. And I, my clients like self-awareness is a bitch, but she's a bitch. You need to be best friends with. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just the, that plain and simple, because when you're not getting results, you need to be able to stop and assess what you really are and aren't doing. I think it's easy for people to get in that comfort rut and say, well, I'm doing all the things. Yeah, but something's missing because you know that your a body responds to resistance, whether it's, you know, increasing your food for muscle growth or decreasing it for body fat loss or eating for performance and then training hard, a body responds to performance or to, excuse me, to resistance. Right. And you, you cannot argue that that's the stance. So it's, what are you not doing? Right. And you, all the things when it could be one small thing that needs to adjust, maybe right. it needs to be an over. 
all, but it's that self-awareness. You can point fingers all day long. You can make the excuses, but if you're not doing it, you're not doing it. And that's only on you. And it, I think it's a really powerful, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's a powerful trait to have once you can build that self-awareness up because it puts you in charge of you. Nothing can stop you when you are able to self-reflect and be like, oof, right. all right, step it up. Or in some cases, man, I'm overtraining and I'm constantly getting hurt. Maybe it's yeah. time. It goes both ways. It's not just what you're not doing. It's why am I doing so many things and then fighting these injuries and fighting burnout and fighting being miserable? You know, it's, it's, goes both ways. You got to find the balance. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm known as my family as overdoer Dan. So I mean, <laughs> I, I overdo everything. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm learning to, to control it more, but you know, something I would say too, uh, for, for, you know, younger people. And I know, I know what my demographic is that listen to the podcast. It's 18 to 34 is like 65% of them, you know, and, and I'm 64. So, you know, when I was younger, you know, I, I could eat anything. It never mattered, you know, but now all of a sudden you look one day and you, you don't realize you think you look a certain way. And then you look one day and you go, wait a minute, I got these, <laughs> I got these, what I, I tell my wife, I call them my manhandles. They're disgusting, you know? And it's like, um, but I think that's from a lot of years of, Hey, no, this is no problem. I can eat this. I can eat that, yeah. you know, and, and whatever. And that, I think that's, what's really important about, uh, you know, just when, when we're young too, is really looking at what we're eating just because, when you're young, you know, and your abs are flat and you're, you know, shredded and everything else, and you can eat however many pieces of pizza you want, younger, younger people need to look at that because it has a long-term effect, you know? I mean, that's what Absolutely. I think I found, you know? Yeah. It's, it's those habits that continue into older age. Maybe you, you know, you get a different job where you're sitting more, you start to have kids and everything you want to do is not first on the list anymore. Animal, right. whatever it may be where your life changes, but those bad eating habits stay. And that's where you see that big shift. And I tell everyone, I don't care. My oldest son is 15. He's a super freak athlete. I want to be like him when I grow up. Right. Um, but <laughs> of, you know, talking about food and choices and yeah, enjoy some of the pizza, enjoy the burger and fries. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Understand the importance of these foods and eating these ways, especially as an athlete. And if you can do that now, Imagine just how further ahead of the game you're going to be through college, through adulthood, through how, I mean, create the tools as, as soon as you can. Right. I, I, t <laughs> I tell my husband this all the time because when we go to the hills, he rides this good mare in a halter. And I, and I don't know why it drives me insane. <laughs> but in my head, I would say just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right, and right. So, so I apply that to nutrition, you know, for the younger generations. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You still need to find the balance and have those habits that are going to, you know, help your performance and just your overall health internally yeah. as externally as you age. Yeah. I, I don't consider myself old by any means, but I'm older than people think I am. And my demographic of following is also younger. Um, and it's, it's interesting the, oh, but I can do this. Well, I know you can, right? but you're here because you want something to change. So let's work on changing it or improving it, you right. know? Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Yeah. You can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So in, in terms of training, what how, how many days a week do you train? Do you do you you know alter it? I mean, what what's your program like for you personally? Me personally or my clients? You personally. Me personally. Yeah. So I train uh, four to five days a week, and I I have I actually drew a moose tag, uh, the coveted Colorado season of choice bull moose tag this year. Um, nice. 
I've brought a little more cardio back into my program. I kind of go in these phases where I'll do a build and then I'll do a cut and then I'll do a build and I'll do a cut. And then it seems like once every two years I hit this performance running phase and obviously being in Montana really spiked that back into yeah. play. Um, and the moose tag as well. You know, I, I told my my poor husband, he's a patient man and he puts up with my just like intense, constant, no, I'm going to do it all. Right. And I, like state record. I know, I know there's moose in there. That could be the state record. That's what we're going for. And he's like, well, you, you know, there's Boone and Crockett moose and there's all, and I'm like, no state record. We're going to pound ground. We're going to do all this stuff. <laughs> and so we were just scouting this last weekend and he's like, well, looks like I'm just have to get in better shape because you're going to run me into the ground. And, uh, so I, I've incorporated a lot of like stair stepper time. Um, and I do enjoy sprinting and that always just kind of helps like with your VO two max, you know, right. the intensity you're able to work at. So yeah, spring training four to five days a week. Um, I try and ride about five to six days a week if possible. I have a great little four-year-old mare who's kind of a pretty cool up-and-coming performance horse. And then again, all of our horses are kind of required to be all arounds. We drag them to the hills. We have horses that pack ride, you name it. Right. Um, and then I'm I'm big on I wasn't because again, you can I had to practice what I preach, but rest days are huge and forcing that active recovery day of just going for a walk. Um, but I try and incorporate that a day or two a week as well. Just, I used to teach a, like a Pilates yoga class three days a week on top yeah. of everything that I loved. The, I loved it. And I still probably should do it more to be quite honest. It was just amazing for my mobility and balance. Um, but at that point I, I was definitely overdoing it, teaching those three classes. Cause you're not just teaching, you're doing all of the movements with them. And then I was running and lifting and there was a lot of burnout, but I try yeah. and oddly enough, do a little less, just more intensely, Yeah, more the moment, more present. Now, did you grow up in Colorado? Have you been there your whole life or? No, I am. I was born and raised in Wisconsin, Midwest girl. Okay. And, um, knew I wasn't going to stay there. Just the life I wanted to live doesn't exist there. Right. Uh, so I got accepted to CSU and a couple of weeks after I graduated, I left and never looked the, back the mountains. They, they got me. So now did, so you didn't, obviously you didn't have a ranch there. You guys didn't grow up on a ranch in Wisconsin. No, no? I grew up, um, working on dairy farms and then I showed mm. pleasure horses, trail okay. horses is halter horses uh kind of low end raining at the time i jumped for quite a while um but oh, i really industry since i was tiny oh, okay so were you in like 4-h or ffa or any of that or no i was i got hooked up with a really great uh horse trainer robert calm is um pretty young and he just kind of got me into the quarter horse world and ran with it very cool and how about yeah. how about, how about your you, you have two boys right Two boys, 15 and nine. Now, are, are, do they ride and stuff or? Yes and no. They both ride. They both are, are perfectly handy. My oldest, if we're not going to the hills to like do something, has no interest. My youngest is all about it. He, he'll ride anything, anytime, anywhere, loves it. Very cool. Yeah. And how about, how about your husband? Was he, is he from Wisconsin too or is yeah. he from college? So we oh, yeah. met in high school um, and he got into horses because of me, you know, I mean, you know how that goes. Mm -hmm. You date the horse girl and you're stuck. Yeah. You yeah. And there's no way out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's turned into, he's just really over the years become a hell of a horseman and has been a horseshoer for the last 16 years. Oh, okay. Uh, 
yeah, he apprenticed under a really good friend of ours. They're like family now for three or four and then went out on his own for the last 16. And um, I, I say it all the time. Everyone's like, you have to say nice things because he's your husband. I'm like, I'm a very picky horse owner. So no, I don't have to. <laughs> Phenomenal. He, he never ceases to amaze me. And honestly, he's a really big part of where this, you know, fitness for the Western industry came together. When I was growing up, if my horse so much as leaned an inch, the farrier I had would have put his foot down and said, until he stands still, I'm not coming back. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, it was strict. And so I've always been very anal about making sure my horses stand and they stand well with manners. And when he started going on his own, he has these great rope tricks to get really nasty, kicky, snatchy horses to stand. Right. But I was, why are you working on horses like that? They want, like, they're trying to kick your head off. Right. And he's just, he's got a great way with him. He, he gets them just, instead of sedating him right off the bat, he gets right. them to stay. You know, they become a better horse and watching him was a big part of it where I'm like, oh my God, his body he's just being like, it's under constant pressure and strain. Yeah. Yeah. Talk and, about having to be fit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Now everyone asks him like, oh, so your wife has you working out? And he's like, no, my, my life is pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, so he's a wrestling coach, uh, our oh. little town. Yeah, he was a lifelong wrestler, national level wrestler. Um, he's another amazing athlete. Yeah, My so athletes. Yeah, surrounded by by some gritty guys. But uh, our little town opened a high school this fall, so he got the assistant wrestling position for the high school and has had open gyms all uh, summer long, two days a week. So it's kind of just a constant go go go. So on our end, nutrition is huge, making yeah. sure everyone fueled adequately for performance and recovery and just the go, go, go. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. uh, obviously, um, I mean, obviously he's an athlete and obviously, I mean, wrestling is probably one of the greatest sports ever, in my opinion. I, 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 I never wrestled, but I found out later on that I, I kind of had a, a kind of a natural ability for wrestling because I wrestled a, a lot of guys, you know, when I was well, in my early twenties and guys that had wrestled in, and anyway, I love it. I love the sport. So yeah. I'm just, I'm saying that just because we, we love MMA. I don't, do you guys follow UFC at all or anything? My son is all in. He oh, yeah. every, got an update on the next fight. You yeah. name it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love it too. Me and my son, we've been watching it since, you know, back in the day when, well, when the ultimate fighter first started too, but, um, yeah. But you can always see, man, where wrestling is, it's, you know, it's a huge, it's such a huge part of that, of that sport. I mean, it's, it's just critical and you're a good wrestler. Well, and the mental grit, I think oh. you, you naturally are going to grow and have and evolve through, you know, yeah. wrestlers are just gritty individuals and it's just you on that mat. There's again, no one to point blame to right. no one. It's just you. And I think that really creates incredible traits and personality traits and mental strengths for yeah. life. Yeah. Life. My, my oldest main sport is football. That's where his big dreams are. He's again, he's a phenomenal, he does football, wrestling and track. And he last year in his track season, he PR'd through every single meet. I mean, yeah. most they plateau about 75% of the way through, which is normal. Right. Um, that little son of a gun, just, <laughs> get a stellar season. Um, you know, and I wouldn't say wrestling's his first sport, but he really understands the the importance of it and right. how it only a better athlete in any other sport and facet. And it's it's been really fun to watch 
watch him grow through it as well. And then my youngest, he's my wild child. He is, he watches a YouTube video of someone doing like a double backflip full. And then he goes on the trampoline and does it. Like he's just this little <laughs> wild man and gotten him into wrestling. And <laughs> my oldest son went to Montana with me. So my youngest had to go to open gym with my husband every morning. And uh, we come home that very first night and the two boys start wrestling. And I don't remember what Cole did to Cash, my older son. But Cash was like, damn, dad, what did you teach him? <laughs> like, He's good. <laughs> That's funny. So um, about your program now, do you do, you do um, in-person training and online training? Yep. Yeah, so I, I do in-person training out of a gym in our little town I live near called Fitness One. Okay. It's a gym for how small our town is. Um, the owner, I've been with this gym for nine years. Man. Nine years. Um, he just continues to grow and build and expand and you name it, it's here. Most people don't know that it, it's here. It's kind of tucked back in a little area of town and it just, it has everything you can imagine, um, which I think is wonderful. Just, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're starting from. If you're advanced, a true beginner, this gym really provides everything. And as a, as an in-person trainer, you know, it's phenomenal for me and what I can then provide my clients with, because right. it's all, um, I also, I also train a handful of clients at their homes. And then do in-person writing assessments. Um, people can do writing assessments, you know, via FaceTime or send me a video and I have a checklist of what I need to see. Right. Um, I've always tried to really ride that line. Like I'm not a riding instructor. I'm not going to tell you how to ride better, but I'm going to assess your body and the imbalances, the strengths, little things you might not notice that, you know, is affecting your horse's movement or response time. Um, and then go through creating a program from there. People can hire me for just the program creation. Um, and do weekly check-ins, the nutrition coaching, which is also weekly check-ins. And that's all that all can be online um, or in person. But I've, I've kind of streamlined my in-person to primarily athletes and riders. Right. Um, and then online, I mean, I have clients globally at this point. And, and I'm happy to work with people who aren't in the Western industry or lifestyle. Right. Um, just the niche I really enjoy filling. And I tell everyone it's kind of selfish on my part, because not only do I get to see these people excel and succeed and feel good, I get to watch their horses improve as well. And for right. me, that's just, there's nothing better. Yeah. That's so great. Well, Kelly, we're getting close to the end of our, our time here, but I got to ask you the three questions I always ask everybody. It's kind of my trademark. Uh, do you have a favorite brand of cowboy hats? Greeley hat works. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know them very well. Very cool. Um, how about boots? Got a favorite brand of boots? Um, I had a custom pair of blackjack boots made and okay. I love how they fit. Like the insoles they have, I'm not sure what it is, but they are just the most comfortable pair of boots I've ever owned. Awesome. And how about, uh, Western movies? Ooh, I just don't think you can beat Lonesome Dove. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, like I, so, I, but it's just a favorite. No, well, that uh, a huge percentage of the population agrees with you. So <laughs> It's always hard to it's hard to pick a favorite, but you know, you, it we, is hard. there's there's a lot of good ones, but Lonesome Dev I think is is always in the top of my list. Yeah. Well, Kelly, hey man, it was great, great, uh, you know, meeting you and talking with you and finding out more about you. Now, where what what is your you have a website? Is that yes? So WesternWorkouts.com is okay. my website, uh, and then my Instagram is Western underscore Workouts. Okay. Yeah. 
and people can get in touch with you there. Absolutely. You can email me uh, through the, at the very bottom of my website, you can put your email in and I can send you more information on coaching. You can email me at kelly at westernworkouts.com if you just have little questions. I try to be pretty good about just answering questions people have, even if they're not interested in full-on coaching. Right. I'm not going to set macros for you and send you on your way. But if you just have some basic questions, I'm more than happy to help um, and just kind of, you know, get your foot in the door or started in the right direction. Um, And I try and share as much as I can, you know, little snippets and tips and tricks through my social media. I'm still, I'm still kind of figuring social media out. It's not my forte. I'm a boots on the ground. Give me a person (laughs) kind of person, but we're getting there. Now, do you run your own social media? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So much work and it's It's, so challenging. I have a very compartmentalized logic brain. I don't have creative brain. I have very good friends that are more intelligent than I am when it comes to that stuff, thankfully. Well, yeah, because I mean, your content is really good. I mean, well, thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it is, it is very good. And it's it's very, uh, it, it draws you in and you want and you want to you want to see it and you want to read it. So so much. Thank you're, you. Do, you're doing something right. <laughs> well, hey, um, I got to get running here. I've got someone knocking at the door and I know you got to go too. So again, it was uh, it was a great pleasure. And then uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds great. You have a great day. Thanks for you having too. me. You bet you. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell, think I never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pen Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies 
drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down.